Hello everyone and welcome to the Impulse Control Experiment. Thank you as always for hanging out with me. I am Joel Harrison and I do appreciate you for stopping by and keeping me accountable. So today was a Sunday and it was a really nice day. Um, had some snow and some grossness, kind of like that first winter day of the year. Um, here in mid-November, early November, I guess it is, and it was pretty gross, and I was outside a lot, and that kind of wasn't all that fun, um, but today, it warmed up a little bit, sun came out, it was a real nice day, and had a birthday today, so that was pretty fun. Um, I have a niece and two nephews, and my youngest nephew, who turned five today, so we went over and did the whole lunch and presents and cake and ice cream and all that stuff, uh, which to be perfectly honest, you know, you, I find it interesting how strong of a vice sugar is. You know, they say that sugar is more addicting than cocaine, um, which is not something that I've ever tested out. However, I do know that when I eat a piece of sugar, like say there's a, there's a candy bowl, like last night at my brother's house when we were all hanging out. Um, I did have to, you know, avoid the candy bowl. It was kind of there and I made a little hop, skip and a jump for the candy bowl. And I had to say, nope, make a hop, skip and a jump back away from the candy bowl. <laughs> Almost literally. Um, so, but you know, up until now when I have been eating sugar and you know, you go for that piece of sugar, most of the time that candy bowl, you got some M&Ms or some Skittles or a little, fun size candy bar or something like that. I mean, almost before I have swallowed that piece of candy, I am already reaching for another one. I, I find sugar to be really, really powerful when it comes to give me more, I need more, give me more, I need more, give me more, I need more. And today was, was no different. Um, so as I said, yes, in yesterday's episode, um, I was hanging out with some friends. Um, there were some drinks being had, there was some weed being smoked you know, and I was even part, you know, I was hanging out, um, and even some came to me and I was able to pass it along, hand it to somebody else without, uh, partaking, which was, you know, a little, you give yourself a little, yes, little celebration there when you do something like that, when you stay, you stick to your guns, you know, but that was nothing compared to the willpower that it took today for me to sit at this birthday party, and there were some there were some cupcakes. Let me see here. There were maple cupcakes. There were s'mores cupcakes. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I've never had a s'mores cupcake, and like so now, I'm hanging on for like December when when the next time comes around that I can cupcake, and I'm gonna have to go find some s'mores cupcakes. I figured this out because s'mores cupcake sounds pretty dang great. So, but and then there were um and they're like cookies. You know, like those soft, uh, thick cookies with like some icing on them. You know, somebody had made these that they all like to, they're, they're campers. They all like to camp and they've spent most of the summer months out, out at the lake with their RVs and their, and their trick campers and whatnot. And so they had a little camping theme today and these camping cookies, man, they were just calling at me just like Odysseus's sirens. You know, they were just staring at me and just calling, eat, eat me. I am delicious. And I'm just <laughs> I even, I even got my wife at one point and I was like, man, it is harder to stay away from these cupcakes and cookies than it was to stay away from some weed last night. And I, I just find that 
to be interesting, you know, like the things that the things that we think of as a drug in society and then the things that society also allows that we don't think is a drug because you can go get it at the grocery store and it's not a big deal. Um, but I definitely think that sugar qualifies as a drug. And I definitely think that it is something that we should limit in our own lives. Um, you know, even going through this process, I don't really feel like, I don't really feel like I'm a hundred percent cessation kind of guy. So I, so, you know, I think that when December comes, I will go back to, to smoking weed once in a while, um, and having some whiskey once in a while, having a beer once in a while. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I already got some stouts in my eyes for when December rolls around because cold weather and stouts are, you know, just amazing. And here in St. Louis, we have some of the best craft breweries in the world. And we have a, um, we have one of our craft breweries, which escapes me at the moment. Um, I believe it's maybe it's perennial brewing brews a beer called a Braxis, which has been on multiple top 10 best beer in the world's list. And it is, I think it's like coffee and chocolate and ancho chilies or something like that. And it is like thick and delicious. And, you know, it's cold but warm from the ancho chili. Oh, man. Like, if you ever get a chance to have an Abraxas, I mean, first of all, it comes in a bomber. Um, and it's pretty expensive. I think it's like $50 for like a seven fifty. So, um, but, I mean, if you ever get the chance, um, especially if you are somewhere where it's on tap and you can get one for a reasonable price, oh, man. Do not miss it. That beer is phenomenal. And I am uh, super stoked for December to come around and for me to go out and get one of those. That being said, I do still think that all of these things should should come in moderation. And I think that sugar is definitely one of those on the list. And it may be the most important on the list. It's, I mean, it's really bad for you. You know, you never think, you you know, we think of, of, of the big money interests in our world, like big pharma, you know, and big tobacco. But do you think about big sugar? Do you? Because I definitely think that, and I even heard something about this on NPR one day, like, like there was a, a big sugar versus big fat, um, like battle back in the day and you know big sugar came out and said that fat was real bad for you and now we eat a lot more sugar than we do fat and the sugar is is much much worse for you so just remember that sometimes that marketing will get you but all that being said today was really really good day so um, of course we were having a lot of fun at the birthday party uh, taking pictures and opening presents. And as an uncle, I don't have kids of my own. Um, so as an uncle, it's always like a real point of pride when, you know, there's a spread, there's 20 gifts or whatever that the kids get and they get a bunch of toys and whatnot. And like when your toy is the one that they're playing with, um, it, I don't know, it always makes me feel good that I got a toy that I know is, is gonna not, rot on the shelf, you know, and, and get lost in the, the thousand toys that kids have these days. But, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. We got, we got the little dude, um, like some kind of build, build a robot kind of thing. You know, he's, he's a little guy, he's only five, so it wasn't too complicated of a robot to build, but, uh, he was a little more preoccupied with his log truck. Um, but his sister 
who was a couple years older, was pretty excited about that robot, and she was playing with it and playing with it and playing with it. So um, it's just always nice um, as an uncle to, to see the kids playing with the toy that you got. You know, um, My wife and I take great pride in our toy-choosing ability for the children, so it's a lot of fun. So a really good day. Um, I'm really celebrating my victory of, as you all know, if you've been listening, that that intersection between my emotions and my communication and kind of getting to that point where some things just don't need to be said and some discussions just don't need to happen. And two uh, older gentlemen that were at this birthday party today who um, both, both I am related to um, – I see very often, you know, but uh, not blood related to, but related to through marriage. And they were having a discussion. Now, I wasn't involved in the discussion, but I was only 10 feet away, so I could, you know, hear them. And they were having a discussion amongst themselves whether they were going to vote for our current president again. And to put it lightly, um, uh, not a big fan of our current president, and I wouldn't vote for him ever. And I really thought, you know, up until now, I would have jumped into that conversation. And I think I would have been polite about it, but I would have tried to dive into, you know, what it is and why you would vote for that man again and try and make some kind of logic or talk about all the terrible things that, you know, is happening in our current world due to such a person. However, I also realized that by this time in in America and what we have going on, you've either decided or you haven't. You know, his style is either for you or it's not, and it just it wouldn't have had it. It wouldn't have added anything to the day. There was no value involved, so I kind of made note of that 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 was how that person feels, um, which. I'll be honest, I try not to judge people, but that one there is is a pretty strong judgment factor for me. Um, and I I just I was having a conversation with my brother and I said, Hey, I'm gonna step out of earshot for a minute. And I just walked into the other room and sat down uh next to my mom and engaged her for a little while. And I again, one of those moments that you just celebrate as a victory because I have been working on this spot where between emotions and communication. And I think that taking some time to realize that when I am in emotional state, that maybe communicating isn't always the best thing. So like I said, I excused myself. Um, this, these guys don't even know that this was, this conflict was going on in my head, which is, is the way it should be. You know, I was in a different conversation, but I could hear that conversation. I just said, you know, I'm going to excuse myself before I get excited about this. And I walked in the other room and sat down, um, and then proceeded to go about the day and had a really good time. So getting all the way through the day with recognizing that and knowing that that was something that could have affected my day, could have really affected everybody's day if depending on how much, uh, how excited I chose to get about the situation, but I didn't. I chose to put that away and to realize that it wasn't really the time and place for the conversation. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I, I know pretty well the alignments of my family and the people at this party, and I kind of knew that there was a good possibility that this would come up, just like there's a good possibility that in two weeks when we get to uh, 
Thanksgiving that it'll come up as well. And so setting true intention to not engage that action helped me when it came up. And so I didn't engage it. And I just went outside and I had a great time hanging out with my brothers for a little bit. Um, which if you know me and or my brothers, um, it is no surprise to say that at one time, um, which I, I'm 32 years old and I'm the youngest of the three of us, at one time when the three of us were in the backyard, everybody else at the party was gathered around the back doors looking at us, uh, making fools of ourselves and trying to not not intentionally, but maybe try to make sure one of the other ones uh, left with a little bit of some kind of pain. <laughs> my brother, my brother has a, some kind of tree swing. My oldest brother has some kind of tree swing in his house, and my other brother was pushing him around on it and being unsure that he ran into other things. And it was hilarious, and it was just a, made for a really great day. And none of that would have happened if um, I would have gone forward into that discussion. So, um, I have been really working on that, and I, I feel like that is something that's a big win for me today, especially with the subject matter. So. Really, really pleased with that. Um, pleased that I was able to put down the temptation about the cookies. I did not eat a cookie or a cupcake. I stuck to the diet. Um, I did have one sip of iced tea, which my wife so lovingly reminded me um, has plenty of caffeine in it. <laughs> I, was just, I was like, oh, it doesn't have sugar in it. I can drink it. Um, but, you know, the crux there was their caffeine as well. So I did take one sip and then um, pass that off to my brother so that I did not uh, consume the caffeine that I was aiming for or, or unintentionally going to consume. So good day all around, really pleased with it, really happy with myself. Uh, so I like, I like the progress that I'm making here. I like being on the upswing as opposed to coming in here again and having to relive, um, myself being, you know, angry and emotional so pretty happy and wife and I just had, we just kind of sat in the living room and talked. It had to have been for maybe 30, 45 minutes and just had a really nice, calm conversation. So um, just just a good day all the way around. Um, pretty, pretty pleased with uh, myself and my day. So all that being said, today um, I wanted to actually talk about what I do a little bit. I realized here we are on day 11 and with all of the various topics uh, we've discussed so far, I haven't dived into hypnosis at all. Uh, now, I'll be honest, some of, the, some of the tools that I've given you, as in uh, the sleep track that I gave you a little bit ago, a couple of days ago, is um, that's definitely a little bit of hypnosis. But I haven't really talked about hypnosis at all on the podcast very much, so... I thought today I would kind of dive into what hypnosis is, how it works, how it can help, and then give you a demonstration or teach you how you can do a little bit of hypnosis at home by yourself to work on your own change. So first off, what is hypnosis? You know, we've, we've seen a lot of TV shows and there's been a lot of uh, movies and things about hypnosis and what hypnosis is and what hypnosis can do. And they're not always in a positive light. And I know that because being an entertainer, especially being an entertainer of young people in schools, I often find that some of the mistruths and misconceptions that we see from Hollywood 
Um, I kind of have to alleviate those and tell people a lot more about what hypnosis is as opposed to what it isn't, which is what you often see um, in the movies. So I guess the most recent movie that came out with hypnosis featured in it would be um, Get Out, which was pretty terrifying. And But I really liked it. It was a really great movie. And after probably about the first 30 seconds of hypnosis, um, none of the rest of that is, is really possible in the way it works. So a lot of people think that hypnosis is closely related to sleep, which a lot of times at the head it can look like sleep. But for the most part, you are very awake. You understand and hear every sound and everything that's going on in and around the room. Um, it's more of a process of focus. So we start hypnotizing by focusing you on a simple idea or a simple um, um, visual stimuli or something like that. And we get you so focused on this idea that we can change the mental state that you are in. And hypnosis is a, an amazing tool. It's a beautiful process, but it's not anything new. So the use of hypnosis um, in varying forms, maybe not always called hypnosis, but definitely hypnosis, goes all the way back to like ancient Egypt. And even here in the United States where you have um, Native American um, ceremonies, that's the word I was looking for, it took me a second to get there, where you have, um, you know, like a repetitive drum beat or a repetitive vocal um, you know, singing, you can find a way to, to put people into trance. Uh, a few months ago when I was going through my National Guild of Hypnotists certification course, we explored other modalities of introducing trance or hypnosis. And one of those was a drum circle. You know, when you have a repetitive beat and a repetitive sound again that's something that you can focus on that keeps going so that focus can drop you into trance which is a really cool thing but what hypnosis actually is or the best way that i have found to describe it describe it in layman's terms is that you have two minds or two ways of processing information you have your conscious mind and then you have your subconscious mind your conscious mind is what you're using right now to determine whether the information i'm giving you is true or false your conscious mind also serves as your conscience it tells you from right and wrong and it just controls you know your your daily actions that you're actively thinking about your subconscious mind on the other hand is simply a computer. It's just like your hard drive on your computer. So you can put information in and you can store it there, but it does not have the ability to pass judgment. So what hypnosis is, is learning to set aside that conscious critical factor and subconsciously, non-critically accept suggestion. And that is an extremely powerful idea. Imagine that if you can take the change that you're wanting to achieve and you can remove your negative thoughts and opinions from it and just make it happen almost automatically. It feels automatically, but it's not because your subconscious mind 
is just acting on the information given. So if you use another analogy, um, for those of you who are familiar with a file cabinet, I know they're becoming few and far between these days, but it's almost like um, if you if you have a specific file on a specific thing, um, let's use just commonly used in, in hypnosis is smoking. So if you go and you open up the smoking file in that file cabinet and it says smoking relaxes me, cigarettes taste good, you know, they make me look cool, whatever the reason that you smoke is, and you're like, by now, you know, if you've been smoking for 20 years or whatever, you're tired of the way they make you feel, you're tired of the make they, the way they make you smell, and it's 2018, smoking definitely doesn't make you look cool, and here we are in November, if you smoke, you got to do it outside, and that's cold, and you're shivering, and that sucks, so that's all the truth, and that's what you'll tell yourself on a conscious level, but because 20 years ago, when you started smoking, you believed all those things were true, that's the information that is inside the file in the subconscious mind. So basically, through hypnosis, we can go in, pull the file on cigarettes or smoking, open it up, toss the old information out because it no longer serves you, and reinsert this is healthy, they taste like crap, they make you smell like crap, you got to stand outside in the cold, and then we put that file back. And next time your conscious mind goes to look for the file on smoking, it is now replaced with the negative thoughts about it, and you will begin to change the behavior. And that can change as quickly as one hypnotic session for something like that, that you're ready to change, you know, or sometimes we have to really, really dig deep down and do session after session after session to, to, to change files in various ways and various different files. So that's probably kind of the best way to describe what hypnosis actually is. Now, if you've come to a hypnosis show and you've seen us having people act goofy on stage of course that's that's one way and and pretty much what we're doing there is just setting aside that conscious critical faculty that kind of works within your negative self-talk like well I couldn't you know get up and jump around and dance on stage this music because there's a bunch of people watching and will laugh at me except for the fact that that's what we're doing is we're entertaining and that's a positive thing that they're going to laugh at you and once we've replaced that simple thought, then you can entertain your face off. And it's just it's just awesome. Um, or we can do things like, and this both goes for doing something funny on stage or, you know, making real change. There's things that you can do like amnesia. So you can go to that file and just take the information out. So next time somebody goes to say their own name, they can't remember it because I've temporarily removed the information from that file. They go to the name file, you know, essentially in their brain, they go to the name file and they open it up and there's nothing there, which is always really funny when somebody can't remember their name. So, you know, just, just funny things like that, but you can see how allowing somebody to have some amnesia about an event could be beneficial if that event didn't serve them was just kind of some of the amazing power of hypnosis. And when we find through, usually through a conversation, we find what that thing is that you really want to change, then it is easy to take your words from the conscious mind and transfer them to the subconscious mind and allow both pieces to think the same. 
And that's how we create real change with hypnosis. And it is so, so powerful. It is an amazing tool, whether you are trying to quit smoking or lose weight. Um, By the way, celebration that I forgot to mention both last night and today. Speaking of losing weight, I weigh 209 pounds right now. Now, for some of you, that might still seem like a lot. However, I have not weighed less than 200 pounds since my since before I went into high school. I think my eighth grade year, sometime between my eighth grade year and my freshman year of high school was when I crossed 200 pounds. And at that time, I was a, a football player and a lineman, so I wore that 200 pounds like a badge of honor. And when I weighed 230, I had the coach, I had the coach bluff me up to 245 in the in the program you know because I was a football player and I needed to be I need to weigh 250 and I need to be strong and heavy and all that kind of stuff man I, I have no desire to ever weigh that much again so big celebration there um, still plugging away but I am only nine pounds I never can cons- I never thought as an adult that I would ever drop below 225. When I started losing weight this year, I was over 245, 250, something like that. So here we are. And it's been about six months since I've started losing weight and trying this. And man, I'm 225 was my goal then. And once I got to 225, I was like, man, it was kind of easy to get to 225. I bet I can get to 200. So, so, so close. Super, super stoked about that one. And uh, if I started to make a point before I started to celebrate about losing weight, um, I apologize because <laughs> I have lost it. Now, all that being said, now that we kind of understand hypnosis a little bit, um, and, and, and hypnosis is a beautiful tool for, you know, you commonly hear about people losing weight with hypnosis and quitting smoking with hypnosis, but that's, that's kind of like, um, like hypnosis light. You know, that stuff is pretty easy, but some of the really cool stuff is like if you have, um, if you are stressed out or if you have, um, panic attacks or anxiety, hypnosis and some of the tools are absolutely amazing. If you have been through trauma in your, in your life, how amazing would it be to revisit that trauma and see that whatever happened was truly not your fault and it has given you the tools and you have survived and you have you are at this point in your life and you're this amazing being and I can install that inside the file when you go to think about things like that. That's what's inside the file is your power and you survived and that yes, this thing happened to you, but it will no longer rule you because that no longer serves you. And that is some of the really, really cool powerful hypnosis and that stuff is amazing when you take somebody that has been in fear for years and you just allow that to go away and 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 really truly know that that pain no longer serves you and to use a tool like hypnosis to actually with all of your being believe that and know that and you can move on and grow oh man hypnosis is Awesome, 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 awesome. That being said, if you have something you want to change and you just can't seem to get over that hump between 
man, I wish I could make this change. And actually making the change, if you truly are ready to change, find yourself a hypnotist and you can make that change in a hurry. I mean, just like that. I worked with a client not too long ago who um, was having some problems with overeating. And, you know, he's like, I know I shouldn't eat this way, but I just really like food. And I kind of get excited when food comes and I just shovel it all in. And then I go get some more and I shovel it all in. And by the time I feel how full I am, I'm miserable full and I've eaten three helpings. And, and you know, and so we just simply installed in that file about eating dinner to slow down taste your food, enjoy it more, and then to recognize your body sending you the signals when you're full and to stop eating and move on. And when you have food on your plate and you're done eating, to walk up and walk over to the trash can and scrape that extra food into the trash can and celebrate that moment where, you know, before you would have considered that a waste, but it's not a waste because if you put it on into your body, it's going to end up on your waste, which is also wasteful. And it's just, we can just install that deep in your mind instead of thinking about it every day. It just naturally happens. You don't have to think about it. A beautiful process. I'm so passionate and so in love with hypnosis. And if you've never experienced it, um, I highly recommend it. Either just experiencing hypnosis for something fun. Uh, sometimes I like to just go to the park and hypnotize my friends and do some silly stuff. So. If that's something you're interested in and you're in the St. Louis area, by all means, send me an email. I will meet you in public and we'll make some fun videos for YouTube and, uh, and Instagram and whatnot. Um, and you can experience the amazing power of hypnosis and how it really works. I'm happy to do that anytime for anybody. Um, but then if you have some change that you want to make, I highly recommend hypnosis as a modality. It is awesome and powerful. And the best thing is, is that being the hypnotist, I am not the one that is doing the change. I am not the one that is the powerful one. Simply, the hypnotist is simply the guide. And you are the one doing the work. You are the one doing the change. And there's so much power when you turn around and celebrate that win. That you did the change. And you are the entire reason that you now get to live your best life. Amazing stuff. Now, that being said, I want to send you uh, off with another gift, another tool today as we go through this this podcast. So um, you don't always need someone else to hypnotize you. Hypnosis, to be perfectly honest, you drop yourself into a sense of trance or a hypnotic light state multiple times a day. Um, it's so many so that um, when when hypnotists tried to monitor human beings as they went throughout their day to see, you know, when we did go into that, that state, um, that it can be, I mean, we can transform in and out of what we call a hypnotic state, uh, multiple, multiple times a day, whether that's, you know, eight, eight to 15 times a day, uh, or more, just depending on what you're doing throughout your day and how much attention your world needs and, how much focus you have. So um, just really, really amazing stuff. It's a totally natural state of mind. Um, but you don't always need a guide to help. So what I want to do right now is teach you. So I teach all of my clients when I do client work. Uh, I teach them not only 
to, or I not only hypnotize them and go through and get their goals accomplished, but I also teach them self-hypnosis so that next time they can take care of the needs on their own. If they enjoy working with me or if it's a complex issue that they would like to work out together, I'm always happy to do that. But what I don't want to do is create this situation where every time somebody wants to change, they have to call me and pay me money because hypnosis is so natural that there's no reason for that. You just learn to do it yourself. So I would like to teach you a self-hypnosis exercise that was taught to me um, by my mentor, and I am always happy to share it with people. So it's very simple. So once again, um, as we go through this, there is a pretty good likelihood that you will drop into trance just listening to me explain the process. If that happens, it's perfectly fine. However, this is going to be another point where if you are listening to this while driving, um, I would recommend stopping and changing over to listen to either another episode uh, or something else because you do not want to drop into trance while driving or doing anything that requires your attention because that, of course, can be unsafe. So if that is the case, if you are driving, go ahead and hit pause on this. And then once you reach your destination, come back in and listen, because uh, this is a really good, really powerful tool here. So pretty simple process. Um, so the first process is, is, or the first step is to take your, and actually do this with me right now, take your index finger of either hand, it does not matter, and put it right on the top of your head, the crown of your head, where like if you're a dude, where if you're like a 30 year old dude and you're missing like two or three hairs and your bald spot's going to be there in a few years, like that's where I want your finger to be, like right on the top of the crown of your head. If your head came to a point, that's where I want you to put your finger, okay? And now because hypnosis is a process of imagination, we are going to imagine just for a moment that your skull is see-through, which honestly would be kind of cool. <laughs> so you're going to put your finger up there and imagine your, your, your skull, your, your, um, Skull see-through, okay? So you can put your finger down just now that you have that point marked. And we're going to take a deep breath in. And you're going to roll your eyes up into your head and look at that point where your finger was just touching. So go ahead and put your arms down in a comfortable position and relax. And as you're, we're going to do this three times. You're going to take a deep breath in. And as you do, you're going to look up at that spot on your head. Okay? And then as you breathe out, you're going to go ahead and relax your eyes and close them down comfortably. So you're going to take a deep breath in, roll your eyes, look at that spot, hold it for just a second, and as you exhale, you're going to close your eyes down comfortably. And go ahead and do that one more time, take a deep breath in, roll the eyes, hold for a second, as you exhale, close your eyes down comfortably. One more time doing the exact same action. Take a deep breath in, roll the eyes and exhale, close the eyes down comfortably and this time allow those eyes to remain closed through the rest of the process. Now inside your mind, I want you to begin to imagine those muscles in and around your eyes, those teeny tiny muscles and I want you to allow them to relax more than any other muscles you have ever relaxed in your entire life. Completely concentrate on those tiny muscles that allow your eyes to open and close and relax them 
deeper and deeper down, feeling more fantastic in each and every way. And once you have those muscles completely and totally relaxed, with every breath you exhale from this point forward, allow that relaxation to slowly wash over your entire body and begin to concentrate on that relaxation. And what you're going for here is you're going to relax your entire body so deeply and comfortably, more deeply than you've ever relaxed your muscles in your entire life. Now, some people, when they relax, it feels heavy and they sink into their chair. Sometimes people feel light and floaty. Whichever way you like to relax, whichever feels best and natural for you, that's how I want you to relax. So as you're going through this process, I want you to begin to relax and allow that relaxation now with the next breath you exhale to move down the muscles of your face and your neck, relaxing those muscles in your shoulders that held so much tension through your day. And as you go through, you're just going to allow that relaxation with every breath you exhale just to wash a little bit farther down, washing over the, you know, your biceps and the muscles in your chest. The next breath, you're going to allow it to wash all the way down to your fingertips and your waist. And you're just going to continue that way until you have relaxed all the way from the top of your head all the way down to the tip of your toes. Feeling more fantastic and completely totally relaxed in each and every way possible. And you're really going to begin to like this feeling. And once you discover that you can do this, that if you just simply take a little bit of time to breathe and to roll your eyes and to concentrate and focus on relaxing, this is going to be something that you're going to enjoy and you're going to start to want to do every single day. And doing so, if you do this every single day, you're going to become extremely powerful. And that is a good feeling. So once you have that relaxation gone all the way from the top of your head to the tip of your toes and you're deeply relaxed, feeling safe, comfortable, and loved, I want you to begin to imagine your favorite blanket in the entire world. And I want you to imagine this blanket as vividly as possible. I want you to think about the material that the blanket is made of and how that feels on your skin. I want you to think of the colors of that blanket. I want you to think of the weight of that blanket. And I want you to wrap yourself completely in that blanket. Now, the beauty of this blanket, if you're like me, and the you know things tend to make you warm very easily, this blanket does not do that. If you're a cold person and you love a blanket that wraps you up in toasty warmth, then absolutely it will do that. This is the world's perfect blanket just for you. And once you are wrapped up in that blanket, you are the perfect, comfortable temperature. And the more vivid you realize and you see and you feel this blanket it might even have a smell you know like maybe the the blanket you're visualizing is a blanket from your grandma's house that laid on the couch when you were a kid and it just smelled like grandma's house and it just had that texture and you just can see that in your mind's eye right now and once you concentrate and you imagine that blanket and you see that blanket in your mind's eye and if you don't see that blanket do not get concerned simply imagine you do all we're doing here is playing with your mind so if you can't exactly see it when you close your eyes that's perfectly fine imagine what it feels like imagine what it smells like and pretend that you can and the more you concentrate on that blanket the deeper and deeper into trance you will go and now here's the point where you've achieved a deep trance and you feel more fantastic in each and every way possible and this is the point where you're going to start a mantra and so before if you didn't do it before we started this, which you probably didn't because I didn't tell you, but you're learning, so you want to make up a mantra. Simple, 
positive statements for change. So say you smoke and you don't want to smoke. Simple. I don't smoke. I am a non-smoker. Cigarettes taste gross. You know, something like that. Pick one. You don't want to use them uh, all at the same time. And you don't want to make it a complex sentence. So you wouldn't want to do, you know, I am a non-smoker because cigarettes smell gross and cost me lots of money. No, you just simply say, I am a non-smoker. Or, you know, if you you know, are trying to control your portion sizes at meals, I eat smaller portions. And you're just going to have that mantra. And so here's where you're going to realize that your hands are kind of sitting on your lap or maybe the arms of a chair. And you have all 10 fingers on your fingertips. So you're going to take a deep breath in. You're going to recite your mantra and push. You're going to start with your right pinky. You're going to take a deep breath in. And you're going to push that right pinky into your lap. And you're going to say, you know, I am a non-smoker. And you're going to breathe out. And you're going to come to the next finger, your ring finger on your right hand. And you're going to do the same thing. I am a non-smoker. And you're going to breathe out. And you're going to do that. And you're going to push each finger into your leg. Not too hard. It's not a big deal. You're just keeping yourself on track. Now, me personally, so I would, I would always say do at least all 10 fingers, right? But usually by the time I get to finger 8 or finger 9, I am feeling really good. And I don't want to really end this right away. So I might go all the way up. And all the way back. Now I've said my mantra 20 times. Maybe I want to go again and I'm at 30 or 40. It's totally fine. You can do it for as long of a period as you like. The more you do it, the more powerful it's going to become. And then once you feel like you've said the mantra enough times, all you have to do is simply take a deep breath and open your eyes. It's a beautiful exercise and it has so much power in it and it is so, so simple. So if you've never been hypnotized before or you've never hypnotized yourself before, that is a really, really simple way uh, to go through a process of relaxation, visualization, and focus. And then remember to have that mantra. So, you know, as I said before, this podcast kind of writes itself, so I don't have a script. So sometimes I, you know, miss on things. But I want to come back to that idea of the mantra because we didn't set that up before we got started. But that's okay because you're just learning the process more than actually going through it. Um, so your mantra, again, should be something that's short and fairly simple and powerful and always a positive statement. So you see the difference in just for using this analogy of a smoker. You, you see that as um, you, you don't want to say, I don't smoke because that's a negative statement. And I am statements are the most powerful saying who you are, identifying yourself that way. I am a non-smoker. That is a positive statement that is directly about you to you getting set deep into your subconscious mind. So you just want to make sure. And you know what? If you're not heading for a specific thing right now, per personally, well, I'll, sometimes I'll just do this with, I am happy and healthy. I am safe, comfortable, and loved. And sometimes that'll just bring down any stress or anxiety that you have. And it's just a beautiful tool to use at any time. I really do use this at any time. 
I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys because that's what this podcast is about. There have been times in my life where I've been in stressful situations and something has been bothering me. And I have literally headed to the bathroom and taken about the same time that you can take for a bathroom break. You know, nobody's going to question you if you were in the bathroom for five or ten minutes. So you go into the bathroom, you sit down, you do this, you do this um, little exercise, and you come out feeling much, much better. So you can always sneak away for a few minutes to do this. You know, of course, if it's in the evening and you're at home, you can do it sitting on your couch. You don't always have to do it in the bathroom. But I'm just saying if you're in public and you need this, you can always use it. It's a beautiful tool, and the best thing is it's only in your mind. So you can't, you know, it's not like, oops, I forgot my medicine. I can't take it right now because your medicine is always in your mind. Use this tool. Do self-hypnosis. It is amazing and it helps. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me today and keeping me honest as always. And just remember that uh, make every day better than yesterday. If you fail, that's okay because tomorrow will be easy. Live with gratitude, celebrate your victories, and I'll see you tomorrow, guys.